millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Are you a lifelong fan of General Hospital? Are you a new fan who wants to know more about the history of the show? Do you enjoy talking about the show with others? Do you find yourself yelling at the TV? Is your self-care an hour a day in Port Charles? If so, we invite you to join hosts Amanda Kimmel and Shannon Coach at the place where all the hidden conversations take place and secrets are revealed. Meet us at Pier 54, a General Hospital fan podcast. Hi! Hi! Welcome to the Port Charles 411 about the story of soups. I wasn't impressed. I thought it was cool. I thought it was interesting to hear the background of some things. And I thought it was great that they didn't really have soap opera stars being the ones that were talking. Yes. I mean, okay. Yes, they did. That wasn't the whole thing. Yes. It gave other... I liked it from the information side because it's always neat to hear how things got started and changed. And like we mentioned on the weekly recap, the comparison of the old radio shows to now we have podcasts. I had never made that connection before. So that was interesting to hear, but it felt like they couldn't really pick a side because they started with soap operas. Then they started talking about reality TV. I did not like that. I did not like that either because they were basically saying soap operas are irrelevant now because of reality TV. No, exactly. But then in that last five minutes that they summarized everything, they were like, of course soaps are going to survive because they're the heart of everyone and it's all about family and blah, blah, blah. Well, that's not what you just said an hour ago. Well, because they showed, you know, the women slapping each other, the drinks getting thrown. But the thing is, is that the soap operas, we know that it's fake. Right. You know, when we watch that, I don't care for a lot of... No, me neither. ...reality TV shows. Mm-mm. You know, when real world... You know, the very first real or the third season of Real Real World, such a difficult show name to say. Yes. You know, that did a lot for the AIDS. It did do a lot for the AIDS. And I remember hearing about that and it being, you know, in different magazines and talking about it. And that's awesome. I'm so glad that it gave that exposure that was needed. But I still didn't watch Real World. I watched one season. Okay. Hawaii. No, I never watched any of them. It just, it didn't feel 
Like that was their whole catchphrase where people stop being nice and start right. being it's real. It's still scripted. It didn't feel real. So. And that's what they, they seriously tried to say that reality shows are not scripted. Yes. Seriously. Exactly. Yeah, they are. The The real experience you're getting from watching these people is better than anything that can be written. No, because it's still being written somewhere. Yeah. Or even if it's not being written, it's being edited in a way mm-hmm. that it, there's still a whole bunch that happened between point A and point B. And all you heard was the first line and then saw the person slap the other person. Right. That's not how real life works. It's not. Reality TV is not real. Exactly. No. 100%. So. But so they had... Okay, so the only non-soap actor, actually, I don't know why John Hamm was on it, but I'm not complaining because I like him. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was on Mad Men. Right, I didn't understand that either because some of the people, they wrote out like everything they had ever been in right. and you kind of went back. And like, John Hamm's been in much more the, than Mad Men. The so. guy that played Lucky for that little bit of time, yeah. I didn't realize that he had been on 90210. But whatever Greg it Vaughn. gave. Yeah. I didn't see that. I didn't even think about that because I know he's on another soap right now. He is on another so soap. So I didn't pay attention to yes, his thing. When you saw his little thingy, it said, his little list of accomplishments, it said 90210, uh, 96 to 97, 97 to 98. I don't know what year it was. But anyway. Well, now I have to go back and watch 90210. Right? <laughs> so, Vanessa Marcel was on there too. Yes. Well, I knew Vanessa because I had already known her from General Hospital, yes. but his was flipped. He did 90210 first. And so when I saw him on General Hospital, I didn't say, oh, he was on 90210. Yeah. So that was informative. But then there was other people that you knew have done other things. And like in that case, it only listed madness. And I was like, like, you've really? done a lot. <laughs> but it, he sounds like John York. Because mm-hmm. I kept hearing him and then they would show him. I was like, that's not, that's not who that is. <laughs> but Brian Cranston, I did not know was on Loving. No. You know, they showed, they talked about who got started on soap operas. Mm-hmm. Julianne Moore, Kelly Ripa, Demi Moore, Alec Baldwin, Brad Pitt, Vivica A. Fox, John Stamos, and Ryan Phillippe, which I totally forgot about Ryan Phillippe. Oh, yeah. And now Denise Richards is on Bold and the Beautiful. I didn't know that. I think I saw that, like, on accident. Because, mm-hmm. again, I watch everything Hulu, so if I'm not looking for it, I don't see it. I think it was one of those, a soap was on in a doctor's office or something, and I was yeah. like... Oh, I thought she was a real housewife. I mean, I know she's done other she's things. She's kind of gone backwards before. Though, she was a movie star and then right. she went on TV and then now she's, she's soap. yeah on to soaps. But I never watched Knott's Landing. Was it actually a soap opera or was it like the primetime soap opera? It was primetime. Okay. But so it was I like never Dallas. watched it either. Okay. Yes. So to say that Alec Baldwin got his start on a soap opera is kind of stretching it. Yeah. Okay. Because, yeah, that's another part I didn't agree with. They were merging daytime and nighttime really early on and I don't think that they're the same I think that Brian Cranston did make I liked him the best I thought that he had a lot of really good supportive information Mm -hmm. you know and saying there's nothing like this even John Stamos did too right you know had a lot of yeah I've done a lot since but seriously you know nothing compares to it right when they came down to soaps work Susan Lucci said 16 18 20 hour days no one else is doing that they're doing a script of 120 pages that's the same as a movie but they're doing it in one day it's insane and I said that we've had this conversation before whenever we were little what did you want to be I said even at age six, I recognize the soap stars are doing way more material than anyone else because they're on every day. So yeah. why is it looked down like that's not a great job when it teaches you everything and you're actually using your acting skills more than a show that's on once a week? Yeah. Don't you hate 
hate when you're listening to a great podcast and suddenly you're interrupted by an ad. I know. Thank goodness Stitcher lets us listen to our favorite podcasts like Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend, My Favorite Murder, and many more ad-free for only $4.99 a month or $34.99 a year. Go to Stitcher.com slash premium to sign up today. Use promo code PEER54 for one month free on us. I do think we need to read the book, The Survival of Soap Operas. Yes, that would definitely have to be a book club book. I think the distinguishing thing, though, is so like with Knott's Landing, like I didn't know. I could understand categorizing it as a soap opera if it went year round. Right. I don't know if it did or not. I don't. And I don't know. I don't think Dallas did either. No. I'm pretty sure that those were all. But I get what they're saying, you know, and how Desperate Housewives even got made by saying it's a soap opera, but with comedy. Yes. You know, but it's, it's a dramedy. It's a, but that's the whole point. When Desperate Housewives came on, there was a lot of backlash against that because it was like a soap that now you're putting at nighttime. So all of those shows that they were pretending were soaps that were played at nighttime before obviously weren't really soaps because they didn't get that backlash. Right. The Desperate did. Yep. I love that Chandra Wilson sat there and went down her line. And I love that they have her on General Hospital as a screen credit. Like, yeah, she's been several different characters. She has. She's like, well, my mom watched this and my grandma watched this. And so I watched this and now I watch them all. And I was like, she was adorable. She was. I love that she's as enthused by it as we are. And the lady who said that it's her thing. And she's like, every night I just make myself my little dinner and I sit in front of my little TV and I have my little time for myself. And I'm like, mm-hmm. Yeah, we do that too. That's the whole point of it. Yep. Oh, my favorite part was when Carol Burnett was talking about the telegram. I laughed so hard. I did not write down. Did you write down? I did not word? write okay. down what it was, but I was dying. Yes, because you could totally see that happening. Even nowadays, if I text you, if you're on vacation and I text you and JD wasn't as aware of the world as he is of soap stuff, he would be like, what the heck is Amanda talking right. about? So-and-so died. This person's in a mental hospital, blah, blah, yep. blah. It would be hysterical. Someone so killed someone else. Yeah. You know, it's like, what? And I just love, can you imagine being that manager who got that telegram in the middle of the night? Yeah, and it's like, I have to deliver this to this woman. Should I be calling a doctor to make sure she's okay? <laughs> you know? And I love that her husband had the total typical response. Oh my gosh. It's they're talking about her stories. Not anything. <laughs> that, that was funny. Yeah. That was my favorite part of all of it because it was so realistic. So I guess Agnes Nixon is the person who started the soap opera on TV. They kept saying that she was kind of the creator, right? So she's the one who got the idea from taking the radio show to putting it onto the screen. I did think it was interesting that they kept talking about soaps were on during the day because the women were at home and the kids were at school and the husbands were working. And so this was how all of the different ads got put out because you wanted the women to buy this certain detergent, this certain that, blah, blah, blah. But the, how it all started was women saying, oh, no, you need to write for women. It wasn't a men's right. empire that they started, that uh, Erna Phillips was the one that stepped out and was like, hey, yeah, here, this is what you need to do. And that they started covering, I didn't realize that they started covering real life stories that far back. Yeah. Like we talked about. It was about, the Vietnam War. Was yeah. The, and it, did you get the impression that the Vietnam War was the first kind of social story yes. that they did? I think that's really interesting. It is. It is. And then they said they talked about birth control and stuff. I I thought the general hospital, not that I don't think still that they're doing an amazing job, but I thought it was more groundbreaking than I guess it actually was if they had started mm-hmm. doing it. 
100 years, about 100 years not ago, 100. you know what I mean. That's my favorite number, 100 years ago. I thought it was cool that they had the fan that created the soap opera festivals. Yes. That was a lot of fun. We sit here and we have our snacks and we watch the show together. <laughs> and it was so, she was fun. She <laughs> talked to the TV the same way that we do. Whatever happened on the TV was like, I didn't know whatever. And she's like, except you did. And the husband's <laughs> like, Oh, did she? Yes, that was her boyfriend's blah, blah, blah. And I was like, mm-hmm. I yell at the TV the same way. So, and that, that was, was cute. The guy who said that he calls schizosopia nervosa <laughs> when people cannot distinguish between, I thought it was great that they did that whole section on people not distinguishing between the character and the soap star. Right. I feel like they should have taken the scene from Friends where Brooke Shields has that. Have You don't watch Friends. There's I a, have. I have seen enough friends to know what you're talking about. Brooke Shields thinks that Joey Tribbiani is Dr. Drake Ramore and flips out on him because she sees him on TV and how are you here and blah, 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 blah. (laughs) You know, but I mean, there's really people who can't separate. Right. I mean, it's hard sometimes. Even whenever we talk about them, you're better at knowing all of the actors and actresses names because in my mind, even when I'm talking about the actor or actress, I still use their stage. Yeah. So... Not that I think they're the same person. I know. Not that crazy, but it's just easier to say their name and that's where you're at. I know. Oh, how about that whole home shopping club shop the soaps? I know. Why do we not have this? I'm so glad they don't have that anymore. (laughs) I would be so broke. Not like dolls and stuff. I don't want dolls of the characters, but stuff that they use are outfits. We talk all the time about, I love the dress so-and-so wore, or I love the sweater that one sweater Carly had we wanted that yep if we could have just gone to QVC and bought it that would have been dangerous been done so I love that they talked about soap line I like that they talked about the impact of oh OJ yeah I want to know when this was done me too because it was fairly recently because they kept showing the clip of Ava going over the parapet mm-hmm. and that only just recently happened and it was dedicated at the end the woman it was dedicated to just passed away in February yeah because I I wrote I was like who is she and that's what I was just Looking up Mara Mant. So she was actually one of the executive producers of the show. It says the story of show soaps marks the third time that ABC and People Magazine have partnered on a documentary event and is produced for ABC television by the production of Meredith Corporation with executive producers Bruce Gersh, Bruce Robertson, and Dan Wakeford, and by Maggie Vision Productions with executive producers Mara Mant and Rebecca Gitlitz. Oh, okay. So I guess she was one of the executive producers on the show. Got it. I did not know that either. Okay, so. Yeah, I had just looked her up too to see why it was being dedicated to her. And then when it said she passed away in February, I was like, oh, okay, so this is mm-hmm. fairly recent stuff. Yeah. And I did, I didn't, I want to know now what other documentaries People Magazine and ABC have done. Rabbit hole. Yeah, I was just going to say. There's only two more. If this is the only third, then there's only two other ones that that they've done. just opened a rabbit hole. But okay. I like that it talked about Susan Lucci winning her daytime award after 18 times of being nominated and not getting it. Yes. And how mad is Carol Burnett that they still took all my children off the Mm -hmm. air? She's like, I'm still mad. Yes. I'm still mad too. I missed the whole lineup. It, that was the way you watch it, watch but them. I know that, I mean, it is sad to think about the fact that there's only four and then we're sitting here going, are we going to be able to survive this? Right. I did like that. They kept showing the clip or didn't keep showing it, but they showed the clip about the home video was a hot item 
in the 80s and it was featured on 2020 and it literally just showed the guy and i know i just used literally wrong <laughs> popping the vhs into the recorder and barbara walters goes that's freedom <laughs> it made me think of that show that's on the goldbergs where it's all the yes. 80s stuff and i thought yeah i don't remember in my mind we always had vhs oh so no i don't remember it being a big deal when we got it. I remember when we got it and the first VHS tape we got was E.T. Who, by the way, the mom from E.T. is who played Patricia Spencer. Oh, right. I just, yeah. There you go. I looked that up for Friday's flashback because it was just part of the article. I was like, wait, that's Elliot's mom. You're so Elliot. <laughs> oh my gosh. All righty. And it says soaps do about 250 episodes a year. They mentioned that little tidbit in there. They work all the time. Overall, I thought that it was really good. I thought that it was, it was educational. It gave us some... Yeah, I wasn't disappointed with it, except again, I felt like it was an inconsistency because we obviously don't want soaps to end. Mm -hmm. And it felt like until that last 10 minutes that that's what they were saying was this is where it started and now we have reality TV. And then they were comparing stories that are on in the evening, like they showed flashes of this is us and whatever. That that's not a soap to me. I don't. But here's think. my. I felt like they were showing that stuff as support of soaps for people who say, "Oh, you know, oh, it's a soap opera." You know that they I, were I guess, like, "Yeah, but look at what you're watching is also right." I guess I appreciated that they are giving soaps the credit for laying the groundwork for all these other shows. Now they can go as extreme as Desperate Housewives went, but it still felt like it was leading us to saying. And now soaps are going to be over. Right. And then now we have replacements. And that's not true. No. And in the last 10 minutes, they said, are soaps ever going to end? No, we don't think they're going to because there's always a place for this. You're growing old with characters and they're your family and you have an invested interest in them, which makes me happy because I don't want it to end. But it just felt like they switched it in the... I agree. I didn't even write anything down about the reality shows because I was like, no. I I just wrote about the fact that... And if you like them, that's fine. It's just... Right. We just don't. It's total personal choice. I just kind of like you have to know that the character that your soap is portraying is not the real actor. When you're watching those reality shows, I hope you know that that's not truly how those people are every day of the week. It's when the cameras are around. And I think it's going to be interesting to see how reality shows continue now with everyone starting their own YouTube channels. I mean, my kids sit and watch other little kids YouTube their lives all day long. It Mm -hmm. annoys the heck out of me. But are they going to be over it? Like for Madeline watching it now, when she hits 20, is she going to say, I don't want reality TV. I watched all that on YouTube. I'm over it. Now I want to watch the cartoons I should have been watching when I was seven. Exactly. Or... Are they going to have no interest in soaps like we do because all they want is the reality? I forget who it was, but someone said something about we need our escapism. And I think that's the thing is that soap operas do bring in real life situations. However, they stay bipartisan. Right. There's not, they stay real, but they also, like, and they talk about real situations, but they don't, there's no agenda. Right. It's all of the information. And then you get to take from it what you will yeah they're not trying to tell you what to think or feel yeah so i don't know i mean i would be willing to watch the other two and discuss those also see with people magazine and we're just gonna look them up right now because they might not even be so one of them is in their own words it's a story story about the royals oh not watching that one okay (laughs) and oh i did watch this one it was charles manson and the family 
Oh, all right. Well, then never mind. I guess we only have to. Oh, no. Like, did I? Have I seen this one? Oh, no. Oh, yeah. No, I have. It's <laughs> Truth, Truth and Lies, the family Manson. Yeah, I've watched that one. Okay. Want to talk about Charlie Manson? No. Okay. No, thank you. Well, I guess this is the only one we need to watch then. Never mind. Yep. So I guess join us on Monday as we talk about what we're not sure. What about because Nurses Ball? It's going to be something about the Nurses something Ball. What about the Nurses Ball? So. If you need info about the Nurses Ball, you can go back to last May. Oh, wow. I think it was. So have a good weekend. And we'll meet you at the pier. Bye. Bye. If you enjoyed today's show, we invite you to go to pier54podcast.com to subscribe on your favorite platform. Don't forget to leave us a review. And you can also follow us on many social media channels. Just search for Peer 54 Podcast. Also, we are not perfect, so if there is something that we missed or messed up, just let us know by emailing us at peer54podcast at gmail.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. The secret to summer-ready skin is here. Osea's number one best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil, clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity and transform dry skin to silky, soft, and unbelievably glowing. Its signature scent of freshly squeezed grapefruit, cypress, and mango mandarin transports you to sun-kissed summer days. Get healthy, glowing skin for summer with clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code GLOW at OseaMalibu.com.